Hello and welcome to the Friday episode of It's Not You, It's Them, But It Might Be You. And you know my Friday episodes are extra exciting every other week because I am joined by a special guest and this week it is someone who is very special to me. I love her so much. She has performed at my patron parties. She's made me laugh on about a million different podcasts that I've listened to her on. She is the incredible, wonderful, fantastic, spectacular, buff ting Grace <laughs> Campbell. But I don't feel buff right now. You don't look buff right now, to be honest. That's, <laughs> That's why this is a podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, you do. I mean, you just got like buffness energy. Oh, thank you. Even when you look a bit mash off after a long weekend of weddings. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah. yeah. You look beautiful as always. So today you're here to help us out with some dating dilemmas. And you're going to tell us your icks. And you're going to give us a weekend reminder So we're going to have lots of fun stuff for you guys today. I think we're going to start off with the dating dilemmas. Amazing. All right, so the first question is, is it okay to date someone who your friend dated years ago briefly and it wasn't serious? Have you ever done that? No. No. Um, I think like, I'm sure me and my friends have slept with the same person people at some point like because we just grew up in such a like like insular friendship group um I I don't know if I've done that but I feel like it really depends on the situation because if somebody like very casually dated someone at school and then you think you might like have real feelings for them now it'd be a bit childish for that person to be like you can't date them but you obviously have to ask the friend and then see what they think before doing anything yeah, I think it's so dependent on the level that that friend got to with that person. I think it's just a total no-no. Don't even ask your friend. Like, if they were in love and they had, like, a no, serious... No, absolutely. But you're a fucking psychopath if you want yeah. to do that. Like, that's fucked up. Yeah, there's total, like, unspoken, unwritten rule. Like, do not date people that your friends have been in love with. As you said, I think if it was, like... All right, what if it wasn't school? Because school is obviously a long time ago and relationships weren't serious. What if it was somebody who they'd been on a couple of dates with the guy, they they had sex and then the guy ghosted and it wasn't serious, nothing happened between them, but it was fairly, you know, within the last few years. Do you think there's rules no, on that? No, I would say you can't do that, to be honest. If, if, my, if I'd gone on a few dates with someone and then they ghosted me, I would be shocked if one of my friends went on a date with them. But I feel like that's because my friends are so loyal that it's like, why the fuck would I go on a date with someone that ghosted my best friend? It also depends on the level of friendship we're talking about here. I would never do this to my best friends, but someone who I like loosely know, then I'm not sure I care as much. Yeah, you don't have that same loyalty to them. All right, what if the scenario was, because I often think about this, so like me and my lash lady, we've got the same type of guys and every time we see each other every few weeks, we're like, who are you talking to now? And I, every time she says, oh my God, I've been dating this guy and his name's whatever. And I think, show me his picture. Like, just, it, you, you know what I mean? It could be him. It hasn't happened yet. Actually, it has happened many years ago. But, so what are the rules do you think around if the person didn't know? So if I've just started seeing someone, been on a couple of dates, then I show your picture, his picture to you, and you're like, 
Lala, I fucked him or I dated him a little while ago, but me and him are now already a bit emotionally entangled. Do I owe you something then? Well, I just think if if you were really good friends with someone, you'd know that was the person that your yeah. friend already got with. Like, I know I could identify in a lineup every single person that my best friends have fucked, like, yeah. if I saw them. So I would know not to get with any of them. And also, we have, like, nicknames for everyone we've ever gotten with. So, like, I just know, like, that's... I'm not going to say one of the nicknames we have for, like... But you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I feel like I probably... If it was someone that I wasn't as good friends with, like not one of my like sort of sisters, then I would I would maybe be like, OK, well, I didn't know that. So it's too late now. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like I'm already dating them and I like them. And the problem with London at the moment is the dating pool is really small. Mm. So like I've matched with people on dating apps and then spoken to my friends and they're also talking to that person yeah. on the dating app because there's like five eligible men in <laughs> London at the moment who aren't like wasteman basically yeah. so that does happen quite a lot that's just part of it and i guess as you get older like it like it's just that's just where we're at now like all, people are either getting married and having kids or trying to find someone that isn't a cunt yeah um so that part i understand like if we're talking to the same person on hinge it's like you know well then we have to just pull a like a straw out yes. and decide, like, who wins who gets to go on a date with him yeah. oh, it's never a prize though really is no. it it's a punishment yeah usually all right next question says i went to a guy's house after the first date and on the date he mentioned that he was into water sports but i didn't pay too much attention we went back to his house and the toilet door was missing there was no door at all. I asked him about this and he said, <clears throat> I told you I was into water sports. Should I be scared? I'm sorry, I don't get it. Like, what's the significance of the door not being on the bathroom? Well, he wants people who come to his house, he wants them to not be able to wee in private. Oh, fine. He's like, going to get turned on by her doing a wee. But then why wouldn't he just say that he wants to be pissed on? Because her going into the bathroom isn't really like what I think of as water sports. Well, I feel like it's quite sinister. Yeah, so water sports is definitely... Well, I mean, if a man said that to me, I'd imagine him jet skiing around town, you know? like I wouldn't Also, like, instantly... you don't have a door. Like, what, what do you do when you need a shit? He's probably into that as well. Yeah. Maybe he's into water and... Diarrhea sports. Diarrhea sports. <laughs> chocolate sports. Is that what we call it? I don't know. I don't Scat. know. But that's, that's fucking weird. I think it's weird. That's and weird. I think it's sinister because I think also it doesn't give you an opportunity to consent. If he had said, listen, I'm, you can come back to mine, but you're going to be exposed when you pee. I've got no toilet door. Then she has that opportunity. But you've literally just forced somebody to, into a situation where they're going to have to piss... Did she audibly. say anything about like what happened when she did piss or go to the toilet? No, this no. is this is all all that's there. But I actually had a friend who had a really similar experience, not quite exactly the same, but really similar. Like it was like a broken door or something, or the door was like you couldn't shut it. And the guy did explain again, like I'm quite into this kind of thing. And my friend actually did date him, and he did end up being a massive weirdo. I just do think there's a way you can do that stuff and and communicate that with still having a bathroom door yeah but that's what i think makes it, it quite sinister like i think yeah. he's gonna kill someone yeah. this guy maybe i know i'm like jumping quite for far a minute ahead. when you said like water sports and he'd taken the, the the door off i was like maybe he's using the door as a surfboard maybe yeah. 
That's it's the real You're, you're so innocent. I know, I'm so cute. <laughs> you I? are so cute. <laughs> yeah, I think you should be scared. I think you should yeah. be scared because he's removing your ability to consent. And if you're not into water sports, then you're probably not a very good sexual match. You'd be surprised how many messages I've had over the years from people who are like, I've matched with a guy and he's told me that he's into, he wants to be shat on his chest or whatever. Um, that it's more common than we think. Oh, definitely. And like, that's fine. Like, you know, I'm no kink shaming, but it has to be completely mutual. Yes. Because if one person doesn't want to be shat on or shit on someone, like that's pretty traumatic. Yeah. I, I mean, absolutely. Like, yeah, again, no kink shaming, but definitely some shit needs yeah. to be explored like yeah. like yeah. properly like which is why the door thing is a red flag yeah agreed wholeheartedly know that fizzy feeling you get when you read something really good watch the movie everyone's been talking about or catch the show the internet can't get over at the pop culture happy hour podcast we chase that feeling five times a week we talk about the buzziest movies tv music books and more from lowbrow to highbrow to in between, catch the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. So I'm going to ask you about your icks. You do some fantastic stories, ick stories, uh, on Instagram. I enjoy your ick stories. I'm very sensitive about this. You would have heard me speaking about it probably before because I bought the ick stories to Instagram. And I'm very happy for other people to do them, but most people do them really badly. And I watch it and I'm like, this is my baby and you're fucking ruining it. <laughs> but I fully wholeheartedly approve Some of your Some of the ones that we, all, that we both get are like, honestly, wild. Insane. It's crazy but that is how it. people are behaving. Yeah. You can't help it. No, I know. But I, I um, because <clears throat> it's funny, like, uh, I sort of feel like at the moment, like, the way that people are dating is so extreme. It's like either you're so obsessed with someone that they can behave so atrociously, but you will make excuses for them because you so desperately like want to be with them. Or the other end of the spectrum is like anything they do repulses you and then you have to end it straight away. Mm. And it's like we have no middle ground of like being able to see an ick and be like, it's fine. I can like move past it. Like it's not the end of the world that this person like is allergic to But I to think that that's, but that's what differentiates it between being an ick and just, like, because you can have things where you can go, oh, that's a bit, you know, like I've dated people and they've done something silly or or said something silly or done something off-putting and it doesn't put me off. That's the what defines the ick is the out-of-control repulsion that has hit for no apparent reason or like a very irrational reason. But do you feel, so since I've been talking about it more, I've been getting it more. Like, so I, I... I definitely agree that when you actually just like someone, things that would give you the ick don't give you the ick because you like them. So you like don't really see it in that way. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. when I've been in love, people will do the most disgusting things. And I'm like, oh my God, I love you so much. But then since I've started thinking about it, because I remember the first time I got the ick was only like 
two or three years ago and it was just like somebody's bo like i was in bed with someone it's disgusting that's rational but then but then it was the way i then responded i was like you have got to get out of my house right Mm. now like i'm gonna throw up like you have got to leave and then i had to like block him on everything yeah even think about him again because it just went into such like visceral feeling in my body yeah which was the ick but that original thing is you know people shouldn't stink yeah 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 exactly and i think i think that is the difference between it you know like if you're if you're laying in bed with somebody who you really like and they do something physically, hygienically gross, then that's really rational. And it's still, you can still call it the ick. It's still the ick because that's a great word to describe, as you say, that, that feeling. visceral, strong feeling. But for me, I've had things, I've I, I've had the ick for such minor mm. things. Like, like a, what? Like the way somebody's moved a fork across a table <laughs> or like dropped a hat on the floor or something. And it's like... <laughs> And then from that moment, I can't bear to look at, I actually can't look at you, like, because it just disgusts me so much. And that's when I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's not, and you can't say to your friends, uh, uh, it's all over, he dropped his hat. Like, yeah. you know, it makes no sense. Um, and to me, that's much more the it because it can just hit. So tell us your ick. Um, okay, well, I, oh God, I, like, I've had so many and I, I, my mind's quite blank now. One that happened recently was I was um, having sex with a guy and then he sneezed, like, while we were having sex. And obviously that was fine. Like, I didn't mind it. But then he, like, it was like... It, I think we could have just not acknowledged it. And then he started talking about how bad his hay fever was and that's why he oh, sneezed. During? And, during sex and the, the pollen count was so high. <laughs> and I was like, why the fuck are you talking about pollen right now? Like, shut up. Oh, God. Um, I, I, I Also, I, I always get the ick on the way that people text. So, like, recently somebody was like writing those messages with like pa- like parag- like new paragraphs like in the message mm. and it's so dumb and stupid that I care but like it really bugged me out also like bad use of emojis oh. recently have been really icking me out i i basically would love like like also social media like whenever i start saying dating someone i'm i'm like please do not follow me on social media please do not ever tell me what your social media is i don't want to know mm. cuz i know i'll look at it and i'll find something that's going to make me feel sick like a post yeah. of like you on holiday like drinking in an Aperol spritz oh you know what gets me, make me vomit. is when they have like fucking pictures of lions and then like <laughs> a statement underneath like I'm a, I'm a leader or I'm a king <laughs> I and mean, I think you're nothing like a lion you live in fucking wood green like what are you talking about no I do think like this like so, so social media is pretty ick yeah, yeah, I agree. But I, I agree. worry that my social media gives men the ick, which is why, again, I'm like, don't follow me. Like, yeah. let's just not break that boundary because... But you know what I always feel is like, if, if 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 you don't like my social media, then you don't like me because it is so... I mean, obviously there is a slight, you know, persona, I guess, but it it, it is so me. And I guess yours is so you. Like, yeah. you know, so if you don't like that, then you're not going to like me. I know, but I like... I, my ex-boyfriend didn't have any social media at all. Like, he just wasn't on the internet. And it was so nice because he just, like, it wasn't that he didn't, like, like my Instagram. He just wasn't looking at it. So then I was, like, so much more, less self-conscious. Because I think whenever I start dating someone and they're, like, looking at my Instagram, I I think about 
the prism that they're seeing my Instagram yeah. through the perspective that they're what they're thinking about it. and then that makes me rethink everything which I'd really rather yeah. not do because like you said like I'd rather just be so natural yeah. on social media and not have to think about it but Absolutely. then men bug me out because I'm like are you going to get the ick yeah. from like this stupid sketch that I've made oh it's so hard <laughs> um okay we're coming to the end of this podcast now. And at the end of the Fridays, I like to give people a Friday night reminder, something to help them to stay fuck boy, girl person free for the weekend, something that might make them remember to make better, different decisions. So what is the Friday night reminder that you're going to leave listeners with today? Well, um, I have like really learned in the last few years to never ever drunk text people like ever because even if even if you like drunk text someone and then you end up meeting up at like two in the morning it's always kind of butters like you're both fucked then you wake up and like you both probably stink from the night before and then they're they usually like outstay their welcome that's something that really gives me the ick when someone stays at my house past 10 in the morning mm. like it really bugs me out and then i can't see them again you need to do a poo and stuff also and you need to and... have some kind of mystery if i've just met you leave when you wake up and then i'll be like oh my god i wish they didn't leave if they stay like for the morning slash the day i'm so excited for them to eventually leave and then yeah. i don't want to see them again so I think always um, think that, that like if you're thinking of texting some loser whose breath is going to smell tomorrow, you're going to wake up and not want them there. You're just doing it because you're drunk. Um, those kinds of, unless it's your partner, like obviously that's different, but I always feel like those kinds of like scenarios never pan out how you think they are going to. And it's much better to like have clarity when you're texting someone yeah. that you've got history with or have just started dating or whatever. That is such a good one. And and I and I always think that like think about your sheets. Like, you know, you could go home to your lovely clean bed, drunk, and wake up, alone. Wake up meet your mates for brunch or whatever, or exactly. just make yourself a nice breakfast. And actually, so that is such a good one. Think about that. Don't drunk text them. Think about what will happen after the drunk text. Think about the morning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah think about what's coming to you. Amazing. Brilliant one. So we have come to the end of our episode with Grace Campbell. But if you want to hear more from her, see more of her, where can we find you? Um, I'm Disgrace Campbell on all social media and then I am doing A Week of the Edinburgh Fringe my show a show about more men and then I'm doing a show uh, at Clapham Grand in September so all of those like ticket details are on my Instagram which is Disgrace Campbell so perfect <laughs> such a perfect name for you um, and are you on any other socials? Are you just a big Insta person? No, I'm like on me? TikTok. I'm disgraced Campbell on TikTok as okay. well. And I used to have Twitter, but I boycott it now. All right, amazing. Well, they don't have to wait too long because you're going to be back the week after next. And we will hear more dating dilemmas, icks, weekend reminders from you. It's been an absolute pleasure, Grace. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No, no, no. Let me explain. This is a Sony Music Entertainment production. 